Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. And I will establish my covenant between me, God, thee, Abraham, thy seed, only one word, Isaac. Okay? Now I have verses for that too. Look at this. I will establish my covenant with between God and Abraham and Isaac. There's where the, cover, the covenant is hanging on to. We need to see this. Do, do you know how strong a covenant is? You see, when God enters into a covenant, he has to swear by two, which was by him, by himself, and there was no man to swear it back to him, so he swore it between him, and it was the king of Salem, which was blessed him when he was in, his, in the loins of Abraham. That's something we'll get into later. But God swore by himself. He made the covenant as a one-sided covenant here. He said, I will do it, and I will seek, and I will get this done. Even if you will not cooperate, Abraham, I will still do it. But he made it between God, Abraham, and the seed of Isaac. After thee in their generations. Let's go back and read the verse again, and I'll continue. I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed, after thee in their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Verse 8, And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger. Now that is Israel, the land called Israel today. That's the land that he was a stranger in because there was nothing viable with Abraham of any kind of root or generation that would have stemmed him to any rights to that land. He was a stranger to that land. You know the conflict that is in Israel? This will make it very clear. You'll be able to understand this. It's by design. I will give unto thee and thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan. This is where the Canaanites built these cities. And for an everlasting, notice the next word, after an everlasting possession, not ownership, possession. There's a difference. There's a difference between possession and ownership. Ownership is something that you can get through legal ways of, this belonged to my father, I now own it as an inheritance. Possession is a place that you are to possess. There's constant movements of possessing something, trying to re-grab it, trying to hang hold of it, trying to take it and then possessing, and then possessing, and then possessing it. He said this, everlasting possession. I will be their God, it says. Let's read it again. And I will give unto thee and thy seed after me the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. This is an everlasting possession. When it's ownership, you sit down and it's in your hand. When it's possession, you're trying to keep it. The difference. 
I own it. Possession. It wants to drop. It constantly wants to slip out of my hands. Just have to let loose of it a little bit. There it goes. It's a constant effort on mine to possess this piece of this glass or this little jug, plastic container. But now it's mine. I own it. It doesn't want to get away. I'm firmly planted underneath it. Possession, ownership. Possession, ownership. Do you get it? That shows you a little bit of the conflict that's over there. Constantly it's wanting to slip away from Israel, the covenant of people by race. And they cling on to it. They cling on to it. They cling on to it. This is a principle you have to see. It gets really, really beautiful. I think if you see this whole message through the entirety of what I'm wanting to teach you, it'll cut down on a lot of problems and little stuff you have wrong in your life. Because Satan wants you to think of how defeated you are and how full of problems he can make you. But when he, when he sees, when you start seeing what the fight is about, possession versus ownership, all at once you see this is a trick of the enemy. It doesn't change. I'm not teaching on social, or eternal security. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not that. That's, that's a narrow way of going through this thing. This is talking about possession versus ownership. Now, we'll continue. Now we'll look at Genesis 17, verse 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name. There's the H that has been added to it. I always, always believe that's the Holy Spirit. The ha, Sarah. You can't pronounce the word Sarah properly or Abraham without putting that breath, which is a type of the Holy Spirit. It's only after that that their spiritual product came out of Abraham. Don't say that Abraham couldn't have children. Yes, he could. He had children with Hagar. He just could not have children with someone that was barren. That was Sarah. So the promises to Abraham, and then also the promises to Sarah. And here is the promise to Sarah. Verse 16. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. You say that, well, you see, part of the conflict over the Middle East is the Muslims believe that they're also Abraham's children, and rightly so, they are. But they're not Sarah's children. You see, Sarah's children were where the promise was attached to. She was the one that was barren. Abraham was not barren. Sarah was the one that was barren. Sarah could not produce. They could have children with Hagar, but Abraham could not produce by faith. I really hope this stirs something in you. Some of you can produce something good if you really try hard enough. But how many of you can produce by faith? By entirely trusting God for your works, for the things that you do, the things that you desire, the things that you don't want to do. You're trusting God, and He will supernaturally intervene and give you power over those things. That's what this is speaking about. That covenant is a covenant of grace, not the covenant of race that we had in Abraham. 
I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Mm. It says here that out of, just look at this picture. Out of Sarah will come nations, and kings will also come out of her. And you know, Jesus is not coming back to Holmes County. He's coming back to the Mount of Olives when he returns. We think that we're the only community where people really love God. He's chosen not to come back here. He's coming back to the Mount of Olives. That was made so clear to me again when I went over there last time I stood there and said, Jesus is coming back here. Who owns it? Oh, it's the Muslims that have that site. Jesus is coming back on the Mount of Olives where the Bible says. He's not coming to the ones that can perform the best or think maybe so. That could be you and I. It's based on a covenant. It's based on the acceptance of a covenant. And when you have asked Jesus to forgive you for your sins and you've confessed your sins and the blood has been opened and poured over you at the cross of Jesus Christ, that was your entering into that covenant and the covenant was likewise exchanged with you. Stemming now back to Abraham. When I said, yes, Jesus, I need a Savior. I need the resurrection, the blood to cover my sins, the atonement at the cross. Now my covenant goes all the way back with Abraham. And what God saw in Abraham, he now saw me in the picture. Because now I was grafted into the tree, into the root, which at one point when it was broken off through the rejection, through unbelief that the Jewish people naturally had, there was no branches anywhere. Now everything has been put in, grafted in. All the Jewish people that will ever come to Jesus will all have to be grafted in. It's the same grafting. I have verses for that. Now let's look at some more things. Genesis 24, verse 60. And they blessed Rebekah. This is when Isaac came to get Rebekah. And it was the last words that were given to Rebekah when she left home to go with Isaac to be married. It was the send-off blessing. This is what was, she was blessed with. Look at this. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister, be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Look at that blessing. Now you say like this, well, that was somebody just saying it. Oh no, that's not the way God looks at things. When God took and formed the mouth of a person and caused him to speak those words, he honors them because they originate from him. And so to Rebecca, who was Rebecca's husband? Whose seed was counted for our covenant? Isaac. Here we go again. Thousands of millions, the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of which hate them. I see two things in this covenant. I see now that there are thousands of millions that will be under this covenant. I also see that the seed will, what? Possess the gate. What is a gate? A gate is that which controls what goes in and out. There is a covenant that has to do with the possessing again. And here we go with the same picture. 
Something that they constantly have to grab onto, to hold onto, to grab onto, to possess the gate. So you see, we're starting to form as a picture of a nation. What is coming before us here is picture of a nation, or perhaps nations. And it's in the covenant that has these places, these permanent places of possession that can snap away so quickly. It has, it's not ownership, it's possession. I think that speaks so well of our salvation. See, if you believe in eternal security, it's ownership. If you believe it's by grace, it's possession. The whole picture is very clear. Without saying more on that, let's move on. Hallelujah. And I will make thy seed to multiply. This is verse, 20, uh, verse 4. Uh, Genesis chapter 26, verse 4. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thee seed, thy seed, all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Do you know of one country that has blessed more nations, and in fact all the nations of the earth, that this country has blessed? Can you think of one country like that? I'd like to have some feedback. I know personally, when you look through all history and everything, I know of one basic country that has blessed all the nations of the earth. Who is it? It's not Israel. You're part of it. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.